Hello and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I am your host, Corinne Cash, and today I am yet again joined by the wonderful, amazing, handsome <laughs> husband of 14 years. We just actually celebrated our 14-year anniversary. So again, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and this week we are going to continue on our discussion with raising kids in a marriage. This is going to be part two um, and I do hope that you guys enjoyed the first part and just you want to just kind of give a, a recap of some of the things that we talked about last week wow <laughs> that was unexpected I know we talked about uh, making time for each of them individually I mean when you have more than one child you know always making time for each individual child and yeah. dealing with them in a family setting but also in the individual finding interests and learning about things they like and they're interested in trying to help them and show them support also talked about the mara <laughs> you did good you did good so yeah so we talked about the importance of knowing your child um mm-hmm. and i did and i'm not, if you didn't have a chance to do your love language for your child i still very much suggest that you have them take the quiz for the love language because that's going to be so important with one, raising them and even getting into something that we are going to talk about today, um, disciplining. And a part of disciplining your child is truly understanding, one, their personality type, mm-hmm. um, and two, how they receive instruction, how they receive love. All of that is going to be important because one thing that you will find, you know, if you have multiple children, is that the way you discipline one may not work for everyone, Everyone receives instruction differently. It's the same way, I would say, even with you and me, um, where one of us is probably more visual than the mm-hmm. other. Um, with one, you can just you can just say something and I get it. Or with with my husband, he needs to kind of see it. I so to see it on paper. He needs to see it on paper. And it's just the way that our brains are wired and it works. So even in the same way with discipline, you know, you might be thinking that you're doing something very effective where it's, it's not really getting through or sending the message that you are intending. So getting to know and truly understand your child and their personality and what what gets through to them is going to be important when you're trying to figure out, you know, effective ways of disciplining them. Yeah, and I mean, I've I think we've learned over the years that disciplining without reasoning or without you know, giving them why because sometimes you might know that they've done something wrong and you tell them, "Okay, Go to your room or whatever the case, whatever style. I don't want to get into the different styles of discipline because, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone how to shape and raise their family or to, you know, run their household. But not telling your child what's going on as in why they're being disciplined or why it's happening. Because, you know, sometimes you'll be like, why? Because I said so. Or why? (laughs) Because I know why. But, you know, especially as they get older, they're going to... They want, want to know more why. reasons, you know, want more reasons than just because daddy or mommy said so. And the thing is, you do that, it may correct it completely where it don't happen again because they'll know, okay, well, okay, this happened last time because I did this. Right. There's an understanding. Right. Yeah. And I know for me personally, I remember growing up and being disciplined and I was kind of that curious kid of why. Like mm-hmm. I needed to know why. And, and and parents, if you're in a situation where you are disciplining and your child is like, well, why? Really think about giving them a response because sometimes the why behind it 
will make more sense to them than the punishment. Um, mm. Sometimes that will be the thing that gets through to them. And of course, like, you know why. We all know why we say no, whether it's an insecurity. Let's be honest. Sometimes, you know, it's it's a fear that we have. It's not a legitimate reason. And when it comes to that, you know, it, it forces us to really take a step back to think, well, why, why am I saying no? Um, why am I deciding to, to punish or whatever it is? There's, there's always a reason. And I think sharing and having that discussion, you, you can't go to the party because I, and I'll be honest, I'm like, I don't trust other people or mm-hmm. I do not believe that you are old enough yet or mature enough yet to be able to, you know, go and handle with all the different situations. So you say, you know, you, you just know from experience, these are the kind of things that happen. You know, you don't have to go in like a full detail, but I I honestly think and true wholeheartedly believe when we're more vulnerable with our kids, when we can be honest and have that discussion with them, it's got to make it easier to where they don't think, well, mommy just always says no, or daddy's just always going to say no without reason. Give them the reason so it gives them something to think about. Yeah, I mean, and that could work in your favor too as a parent. I mean, because one thing these kids love to do is play mom against dad or play dad against mom and be like, okay. This one said no. I'm gonna go to the next one and oh, see yeah. if I get the, you know. But you know, you the other parent. Hopefully, they're, uh, you know, aware enough to be like, okay, what did what did daddy say or what did mommy say? And when they say what was the reason, then you know, it it, it brings more of a level head to the child. And then you know, the parent can ask them, well, what do you think? Do you, don't you think that's a good reason? And then, you know, it kind of. Yeah, un- un- unwanted admission to to it, but yeah. So, so something you said there too, so important. Is whether you have one child, two children, twenty children, they will always try to pin the mommy and and versus daddy. Or if mommy said no, I'm just gonna go to daddy. We have in our house, we call it like we have a united front. Mm-hmm. And it's like if they if any of our children come to any of us separately, I know especially for me, like oh mommy can I do this? And I said, well did you ask your father? And almost all the time they'd be like yes. And what did daddy say? <laughs> right because we present a united front. And what daddy says go, he does the same thing. What mommy says goes. If there's something where it's like okay well. Um, in my head, well, maybe it could have been yes. Well, let me go and talk to dad. And we have that conversation separately. One thing I think a, a separate note, try never to let your kids see you guys arguing mm. or having a disagreement in the front of them because that gives them more ammunition to say, oh, wait, they don't always agree. And based on who's winning this argument, if I go to that person separately, I might get what I want. And so always try to intention. It's going to be hard sometimes. Come on, some things come up and, you know, just in the heat of the moment, you guys just respond. But Mm -hmm. try your hardest to take that outside of the viewpoint of your children. Um, Have those discussions. To them, you guys need to be a united front. So they know it doesn't make sense for me to even try to go to daddy or mommy if I went to the other parent because that's just what the answer is. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, totally agree. I mean, and it's, it can be difficult, especially with changes in the household. You know, sometimes tensions get high, uh, emotions get high, and it's hard to, you know, keep it all level. But, you know, because, you know, you don't want them to see that light or to see that side of things because, you know, they could use it, to, you know, could use it for their benefit or try to use it. You know, you got to try to maintain a level head. Yeah. Yeah. Always remember this. Kids will more likely 
do what they see you do than what you say. So even as we try to think about discipline, if you're not setting that example, if you're showing them something different, they're going to emulate your behavior more than your words. So you have to always, you know, we, we try to keep that in mind. I know one thing that we have in our house is like the, the, the screaming thing that we're still working on. <laughs> my husband knows. And, it, and I always have in my mind, I'm like, because they're going to do what we say. So it, even in discipline, you know, if you're yelling at them for whatever it is, when they get upset, they're going to emulate that. And then they're going to start yelling. And then you just, you just have a whole house just full of, of screamers. And so you have to always keep that in mind as well. When it comes to discipline, it's like shining a mirror on yourself as well. It's like, what am I doing? Am I doing the things that I'm telling my child that they shouldn't do? Right. And so we, we have to make sure and know that everything that we do um, is a lesson for our kids, whether we're intending it to be a lesson or not, they are watching every single thing we do. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> okay. So another thing that we wanted to touch on in addition to disciplining um, on the flip side, I think it's very important that can somehow get lost when we do have kids that enter the picture is the importance of spending quality time with your spouse outside of your children. Um, we love our children when they come up there, especially when they're younger. They need us um, a lot more. They can't do a lot of things for themselves. So they do rely on mommy and they do rely on daddy a lot. But in that time, it's important that you don't get lost. That your relationship that you took time to develop over the years or months, however long you've known your spouse, that that doesn't fade away. That that doesn't get lost in the mix of family. Um, because then when there's a family where husband, wife, child... Now that's a different dynamic than it was when it was just you and spouse. But you cannot let that dynamic of you and spouse get lost or fade away completely because that is still something that needs to be nurtured. Right? One thing we always say, at some point, the kids will be gone. They, yeah. They're going to go to school. They're going to leave home. They're going to start their own families. And they're going to nurture that relationship what they have with their boyfriend or girlfriend that becomes their new spouse. And then it's just you and your spouse, right? And you guys now are looking at each other in a, in a room with no children anymore. And sometimes, you know, over years, you completely fade away and you forget. Yeah, to kindle that, mm-hmm. you know, keep that I think, fire burning. Is that what they call the emptiness? Yeah, sometimes when <laughs> when the know, kids leave, when all the kids are gone, and it's yeah. just you guys, and because you probably invested most of your time into the your relationships with the children individually, like mom with the kids, dad with the kids, any relationship you have is going to change you a bit, or you know, you're going to transform over the over a course of time, a period of time, and maybe you did that with the kids, but you didn't communicate or maintain it with your spouse and yeah. oh, I see you're looking at each other and like Who who's this you? person you know it's like <laughs> yep. you guys have changed so much but you haven't uh changed together you haven't grown together or haven't transformed together into these people and it's like leaving two strangers in the home and that's why you see a lot of divorce, divorce even yeah. at later in life you know when kids are fully grown you know the parents get divorced it's not even um not an angry thing it's very amicable I mean it's like you know it just didn't we work just out. yeah, we just we fell apart. out of love or whatever. They, we grew apart or yeah, whatever. So I think you know it's very important to create that uh, separation and that. And I mean, and you let the kids know. Like I'm very straight up. I'm like, okay, kids, 
time with you was nice. Now it's time for me and mommy. <laughs> so you guys go to bed or you guys. Yeah. Or if we're going out, you know, and I never like some, you know, these kids are very, they're born being very selfish, you know, because it's all about receiving and they always want to get and get and get, especially from mommy and daddy. They want to get all the love. They want to get all the, you know, the affection and be catered to. And they'll, they'll probably continue to want that up into, <laughs> into their adult years. But I never let one of them make me feel bad about when I want to go out with just me and my wife. I'm like, yeah. like, you'll be like, oh, I want to go. Oh, you guys are going to. Yes, we are. <laughs> and you know I mean? th- that's one thing. And that's a great point. When we talk about practical, like how do you actually do this? Making sure that you're setting aside time for date nights, that you're setting aside time just on the end of the day where it's, okay, kids, it's time for you to go to bed. And that's where having a schedule is so very important. But at the end of the day, it's there's a certain time where it's just you and your spouse or you're planning every week, every other week, once a month, once every two months, once a quarter, whenever it is, however it's more convenient for you. But having it scheduled, like even on the calendar, these are our date nights. In advance, I tried this one year. Find babysitters in advance. I was calling friends like, hey, and six months from now, we're going to have date night. Mm-hmm. The last Friday, can you watch the kids for me? And it's that intentional planning that's going to help. That intentionality of let's set this time. Let's even think of places we want to go or things we want to do and put it on the calendar. You have to make sure that you are spending that time. And then planning vacations just for you and your spouse. Yes, of course, planning with for the kids and making sure that there's that family time is very important. But again, you and your spouse is another relationship that has to be nurtured. And so make sure you have little getaways, whether it's staycations or actual little vacations. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate. You know, you don't have to go anywhere for weeks on end, especially if you have children. You have to come back to a quick vacation for the weekend, one day, overnight stay at a, at a hotel, whatever it is. But just make sure you're doing it and you're doing it consistently. And because like my husband said, and it's true, we grow. We grow every day. You know, maybe today I like pizza. Maybe tomorrow I don't. I mean, I personally don't like pizza, but, you know, that's irrelevant. But, (laughs) you know, I might grow to love a certain food. When we first got married, I hated spinach. But now I love spinach. Like, he can cook spinach for me all the time and I'll eat it. Our desires, things change over the years. So it's important that it, it changes with your spouse. You're experiencing those things together as a couple. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> um, and then one last thing, even with spending time and we you know, talked about the importance for it as a spouse. Another thing I think is so important with kids, and this is just for, for especially for people with whether you actually, whether you have one child or more than one, that you're spending individualized time with each one of them separate. So just the same way we're we're fostering a relationship with our spouse separately, we're fostering a relationship as a family unit where everyone is together. If you have one child, if you have two children where it's just mommy and and baby, just mommy and child, then there's just daddy and child because these are all different dynamics. We have to understand with people, every single relationship that you have is a certain dynamic. So even in a house of four, even in a house of 10, that's more than 10 relationships that's going. Because now in, in our house, we have three kids. And, you know, right before the pandemic, I want to say we wanted to institute, and we still try. We have a lot of things going on, mm-hmm. but we still very much, it's on our calendars to set aside personal time. So this month, you know, I'm taking our daughter. 
and my son, my husband will take our son. Uh, the little one, she's too little yet. So we have, we're not going to implement this just yet, but we're going to do it when she gets a little older. But then we have family days. So, well, you know, one Saturday, it's all of the family. The next Saturday, I'm spending time with one. He's spending time with the other one. And then we swap the following month because we need to make sure that they all feel our individual presence in their lives. And sometimes one child can be lost in the mix of just family. Um, and especially with the hustle and bustle of life as parents, you know, it, it's not intentional. It's not intentional at all. But sometimes you might miss things about one particular child because there is so much going on. Yeah, and, and that this kind of experience would definitely allow you to be able to speak to your child in their love language because, yes. you know, it's going to be hard. Like, you, you would never go somewhere and be speaking French, Italian, Spanish, and all the different things at one time. You know, you're going to speak whatever, it's whatever's the, the person, most popular yeah. or whatever, you know. And sometimes in your family, you're going to have, you know, one or two kids who may respond to how, you know, what you're saying, but, you know, you have the that one, the other one that's not able to. And that's why when you get to the the actual single, you know, just dealing with each individual child, you could really hone in on their love language and, yeah. and really relate to them in that way. And, you know, even, you know, helping them, you know, showing them that, you know, hey, mommy's, mommy speaks my language. Mommy, daddy understands where I'm coming from or what I'm going through. And, and I mean, at a younger age, maybe some of the, the outings or the activities may be a little, you know, because they're, they're still young, but as they get older, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a lot more fun. And But even so, as they're younger, and I think this is where getting to know who they are really helps because it should be fun, you know, for them, even at the younger age, because now you get to see for us, we're like, hey, okay, think about something that you would like to do. And then it gives us a glimpse into, oh, okay, guess they're really into books or I guess they're really into video games. So, you know, you know, when it's something you're doing consistently, you would think offhand, of course, they're going to want to go to, you know, the park or go to do something fun. But if you say something like, okay, we're going to try something different all every month, they have to think of something else. You get to see a different side of them. And it really shows them that you care. And to be honest, I know the times we've done it, I've learned a lot more about my children, even in that individualized, like that for that day, mm -hmm. than they would say, because there are some things, you know, some people don't feel comfortable saying in a group setting, even though it's family, yes, but with so much going on, say, mom, you're cooking or you're washing the dishes and this one's talking and then you're yelling at that one to get down. And, you know, there's so much, it, it, it's not sometimes a safe space or just they might not even think an appropriate time to say certain things. So you would be surprised what you find out when you do it. But I do encourage you guys to just like you have a date night that we're encouraging you to do with your spouse, do a date night with your with your child, with your children. If you have more than one, take turns, switch it up the next month, but make sure that they all have an, an individual time to spend with you and you can learn you know, more about who they are more and be better equipped to know how to discipline effectively, how to mm. show them um, and how they receive love in a more efficient manner. Mm -hmm. You know what? I agree. <laughs> well, with those three agreements from my husband, I think we are going to call this one a day. Um, there's just so many things. I, I know at some point, again, I'm going to have you back, uh, my dearest, and we can talk, I know, all day about our kids and just some of the things that we're experiencing because you know, one thing I want to encourage you and know that you are not alone. Whatever it is that you're experiencing with your child, I can guarantee you, you are not the first and you will not be the last. Know that there is a solution. Um, the most important thing is to pray, 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 pray over your children. 
pray to God about your children, to give you wisdom, to, to really explain to you and to show you who they are, who he created them to be, because we all have a purpose. Even them, they have their own individualized purpose. It's not just to be your child, but 10, 20, 30 years from now, who knows who they're going to be. But God has a purpose and a plan for our children's lives. So it's important that you pray and ask God to show you effective ways of disciplining them, effective ways that you can continue to spread the message of Christ to them and be an example that he's called you to be. So I do thank you so much for joining us this week. This has been another Praying Wife episode and broadcast. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Please be sure to tune into any other episode that you've missed, podcast.theprayingwife.com. You can see all of the episodes there. We are on social media. Please, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can join our private Facebook group. Just know that there are women that are always praying for you. You can send us a message, support at theprayingwife.com. And we will be back again for another episode very soon. God bless you. Please remember, as always, that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. God bless and I'll see you next time.